crazy world what we can do? We never stop learning. Welcome everyone to another segment of Rita's World. Well, today is Easter Sunday. And I'm, oh, first I have to show you, I do wear my mask when I go out. I made my thing with elastic and my gardening gloves, they're clean. So I want you to know I'm doing that right. But today my guest is, well, it's Glenn Dunsweiler. See, yeah. he's stuck. He lives in, way on the other side of the house. We never see each other, but we're keeping apart. Yeah, we've got this wall of pillows between us. Yeah, mm. I never see you and you never see me, except Try. when we do a, a, a show together. Yeah, because I, I was listening to a doctor out of the UK, and he was saying, you know, um, there's this idea that you can, the more of the virus you get, the bigger of a chance you have to get it. So even if you're around someone uh, that may have it, the chance is lesser if you don't, you aren't around them longer. And we live our own lives and I, because of work, have, have to be out and about. I'm concerned about bringing something home from and giving it to an 84 year old woman that would be really bad yeah and so you know i try to stay away and, and you but do. We, we share the same hvac system so right. it's airborne and you're healthy and i'm healthy yes. and i'm just trying not to 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 contact myself with many people when i'm when i'm out working and right. staying is and as safe we, as possible. But. Glenn, can we tell the people what a good guy you are? I mean, I call you a good guy because you are delivering food <laughs> on your motorcycle, sure. which is electric, so he does not pollute the universe, the air. Sure. And he's got this big thing over his helmet, you know, he sees it. And then what do you do? You put the food in a big thing in the back? Yeah. Sure. Tell, so we're all them. in survival mode in Los Angeles, and the bills still still have to get paid. So right. when I'm not producing and trying to sell the books that I'm writing, and you know, public speaking is off the table right now. Right. Uh, I deliver food, so bills can get paid, and I I don't know. It's a, it's a job. We're <laughs> doing a job. People are. I think people for motivation have to be raised to hero status for some reason and so you know we're if you're staying at home you're saving a life just by staying at home right because you're a hero by i call them homebound heroes right right and somehow i'm by delivering food to you i'm heroic right and when i deliver food to people they also say thank you so much you know you're delivering food to my children and yes and i just think oh we all have a job to do right and we all are just trying to get by Right. And you know the people in the hospitals, I've I have friends that are nurses. Oh. And honestly, if they just need to take care of themselves as much as they can. And being a nurse, they like the work. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. getting really dangerous right now. Mm. They need to take their best the best care of themselves as possible. And, exactly. And really I've heard of some nurses say this you don't have PPEs for us and we're not going to work and and I have to support that I why agree. why should they why should their life be less worth less of course than the person they're trying to save of course. and no. you know there is this this concept that people signed up for that job 
and so they took an oath to right. to to help people. But I don't know that it should forego your life. I agree. As that much. It's a really complex situation. It's very complex. Right. Very complex. So we're all just kind of doing our part. We're trying not to to impact each other. We're trying to stay away from each other. Right. And distance each other and and live our lives because ultimately why are we here right Right, if we can't live our life then what are we doing right but in the meantime i see such beautiful attitudes in people people are coming together like i see the world has got all everybody the world is full of this terrible disease but guess what kids i have to take my hat off this is my easter hat but you know what I think I maybe don't you don't want to hear this by my opinion is this is going to make us all get a lot better because we're all in the same boat the whole world nobody's really better than anybody else is my opinion so in a way every problem can be an opportunity and oh that's a terrible thing I because I don't want to believe that I don't want to live this way either. Right. Yeah, yeah. But well, I've I've made myself creative and everybody can do it. Yeah. You have to find something to keep you busy. You know, keep yourself occupied. Well, that's why I wanted to do this show cuz I you you're really good because you're always positive at at finding positivity in difficult situations. And so <laughs> yeah, we're locked down, right? Yeah, yeah. And I really wanted to I wanted you to tell people how your what your strategies are for staying positive. Like this for example, tell them what you did this morning. Yes. You know, last in the beginning of well, March when we heard that this is happening and people when the governor thank goodness for California, we're doing wonderful. You gotta stay at home and we follow the rules and wear our masks and all that good stuff. Well, I said, I'm bored, but I I love flowers. And when I was a little girl, I loved to play in the flower beds. Well, I said, I'll go to the do-it center over here in Magnolia. And for $2.50, you get six plants. Well, I did it once, and I liked it, and I did it again. Well, then I get little pots. Well, I transplanted 26 babies into 26 pots. So this morning, well, I asked you last night, do you think you could just photograph me putting the plants out? Because I went out in the driveway and opened this wallpaper table, which is heavy, because my son got me a lighter one, but but I put this table out and all my little signs saying, Happy Easter, and all the good things. Well, people would come by and I'd say, I made this these for you and one guy said you made it no I said God made the flowers but I made they were little babies and I put them in a bigger pot for all my neighbors well I had more fun and they loved it and I met new people and I inspired people because I would say what are you doing how are you keeping creative and they'd say oh I did this and I did this and I cleaned my closets and I'm so oh and one lady said I planted my vegetables this is wonderful. Yeah. See, so we can go through this. We don't have to be so depressed and just watch TV. That's really depressing. <laughs> well, I think that 
at, at some point, when does mental and emotional health become real again? And I think that there's this this balance that you have found where you put these flowers out, you put them on a table, and you didn't shake hands and you no, didn't, no. you know, but you were outside yeah. and they had masks on and yeah. you, but you're giving people joy. You're, you're, you're helping their emotional health. Yes. You're helping their mental health, even though COVID-19 is affecting maybe people's physical health. You're, you're keeping up emotional and mental health, which I think ultimately does help your physical health. I you know? think I mean, so too. And we were all smiling and everybody was... Well, you couldn't see them all because of the masks, but well, I could, you could tell from their eyes. Yes, I could tell. <laughs> well, their voices, and they would say, oh, thank you. Some would say, you made my day. And one couple, they were having an anniversary. They were, they were I think, 47 years or something. And they, the lady said, oh, this is my... Anna. It was a cactus. I had cactus and flowers. Oh, she said, you've made, this is my anniversary plant. So it's the little things in life, you know, because people can go to the store and all this and that. They don't want to, just for groceries, whatever they have to do. So it, it made me, it gave me peace in my heart. Yeah, it, and, and I heard them. They, they, man, could, they, were, they were really happy to, to get those, those gifts from you. It, yeah. Was, it was great. And I'd say, I gave them a little fish emulsion. One guy said, "What do you? how do you keep them alive? Well, they like fish emulsion. But I said, any kind of little fertilizer. Well, you know, once in a while, a little plant food. Nice. But it was fun. But I met so many people, and they inspired me. Yeah. Because they walk. Oh, one lady said, I wanted to walk all the way down to Buena Vista. I think she meant Hollywood way, but whatever. Because Buena Vista is a long Well, maybe they did walk that far. Yeah, it's about another mile. Okay, well then, but she said she wanted to do that. So they did. They picked up the plan on their way back to their nice. home. But nice. I learned from people today. Very good. So, so what else are you working on? I know that you're... You're looking at the back 40 out here and yeah. saying, well, we could get this done and we could get yeah, this done. See, and Glenn, I want you to film me breaking up this this wood. And yeah. Yeah, because I we've got a lot of lumber in the back and it's just, you know, wasted lumber unless you think we could use it. It'll be your decision because you know. Because I'll be cutting it up, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving you a skill saw. Okay? Oh, no, okay. As, as, uh, you know, okay. as spry as you are, I, okay. I really don't need an emergency room oh, visit oh, with you. Okay, you're not going to let me cut saw. it up. Oh, hey, kids, I got out of that one. <laughs> See, us women are clever in our little way, aren't we, honey? Because I was willing to do it, but you won't let me now. Well, it's my skill saw. Oh, that's and true. I, <laughs> okay, so what else? Oh, then, oh, Glenn, see that the fountain over there with my dear friend PJ. You haven't, I haven't told you about my dear friend PJ. Someday you'll hear about him. Well, he built a kitchen and he put all this junk in that back 40 in the corner and he covered with beautiful, what do you call it? Oh, what's that rock? Volc no, when you have a volcano. Anyway, some kind of heavy-duty rock has covered that whole mountain, and he mm. put a fountain in there. Mm. So you turn the fountain on, and water trickles down, trickles down. Well, it's been like 20 years since he's passed away. Mm. And I've, that's the fountain, I mean, the motors don't last, right? Motors right. don't last? Right. 
So anyway, someday, but if I get the ivy, the ivy is grown over it, so you can't hardly see the fountain. Mm. So that's my job. Ah, I can climb up there over the rocks. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm strong. Yeah. So I can do that, and you can be cutting that lumber in the back. Then what are we going to do with that lumber? Can we put it out as firewood? Uh, I don't know yet. We'll 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 think about that. Yeah. That'll be a thought to... Yeah, uh, but we'll we're gonna get rid of and make the the place look neat, right? Sure, because because all we're doing is looking at that land now. We're not going out anywhere, so we, just, yeah, we have to stay home. Oh, I can clean this up, and I can clean this yeah, up. Yeah, so that's what I want to inspire everybody. If we can all just be happy and make the best of it. You said you always wanted to to talk about difficult. Uh, yeah, difficult subjects, and, and yeah. we always fight. We don't fight about this, but I, I think you're you're a very light person, and I would not want to darken your podcast with difficult subjects. But you yeah. always say, "Well, it's about how you approach the subject." So right. we'll talk about w- one of the things that you, you your viewpoints, your natural what you grew up with is the viewpoint of men versus women. Right, right? women. Yeah, women. Uh, men are so smart. Or yeah, that's. Uh, men can do this and um, and I learn from the men because they're strong and they're leaders us women have come a long ways but yeah but so what do you think about that uh, that, see I think men I look up to the men which I always will my father I looked up to my husband and to you I look up to your brains and what you can do in your bronze but so I think women are just becoming important also. What? Because, so when I grew up, okay. I I would probably consider myself kind of an artist type. If you just let me alone, I would just create things and probably be a useless lump somewhere, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but my father uh-huh. was of the idea that you needed to have skills, hard hard skills. Okay. Um, so you needed to be able to, if you were going to own a bicycle, you needed to know how to fix it. If you were I going like to that. live in a house, you needed to know how to maintain it. Well, and, that's exactly uh, right. One of the things he always said to me was, never be afraid to read a manual, which was true. Was of this course. thing that really opened up my eyes that maybe I don't know how to fix this uh, this. Uh, air conditioning system right now but if there's a manual for it I'll bet you I can figure it out you bet and I don't know that it is my brains it's my tenacity good but I don't know that my sister ever got that challenge I think she got different challenges uh-huh. and I wonder if if some of that is kind of th- this realization that parents do direct their children in different ways because of the way they were taught probably because, and then there there's also this argument for people that have genuine interests at some point I always had an interest in mechanical things I don't know if that has anything to do with me being male You'd stereotypically stereotypically yes we've seen more engineers well so we just had a we had a a camera go out because the battery died and 
so we're back on and the first thing that Rita says is what, what was it good thing you know how to do this yeah a good thing you know how to do this I wouldn't wouldn't have a clue wouldn't have a clue how to work any of this equipment so that do makes, you think that's because I'm a man yes for me but no I'm sure no there's a lot of maybe not a lot but I'm sure there's a lot of women cameramen and in fact there are directors and people my granddaughter, she's an editor. She would probably figure that out. Oh, she could do that, too. Right. She could do that. But so, I'm coming from an 84-year-old lady. Right. I, I, so I, I admire all the men. <laughs> so technical automatically equals men. Yeah. Right? For me. In the back of your head, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. technical means men. Yeah. That's Except for wallpapering. Now, I'm a technical wallpaper. I do that right. But, right, but motors and little things like that, I can big things like wallpaper a whole room or paint a whole sure, room. Sure, sure. Have you ever heard the that that idea that um, women have uh, better fine motor skills? So the small work that ah, started with you know, like needlepoint, but remember yeah, yeah. the the women that painted the the the, um, the clock hands with. Was it uranium or something? It, they, they, it was all this small work, and so women would get hired for this really small Inc work. Really, this idea that, yeah. and I don't, I don't necessarily know. I, I think that genetically there may be something to that, but at the same time, why accept that, right? And I think right. that that You're other right. people. You're absolutely have, have right. Challenge that, and we're kind of living in this challenge world. I'm glad you bring it up, Glenn, because see, I have to change my archaic dinosaur age, you know, my beliefs. Because you're right, women can do this, and there's not, and men can wallpaper. Of course, they do, and you know, they. So we can do everything, right? And a lot of women like motorcycles and Harley Davidsons. Like your motorbike, it's not a Harvey, but... Well, and I always joke that men and women, you know, uh, I very few... I, I know two female motorcycle riders. Okay. No, personally, know two of them. Okay. Uh, I know many more male motorcycle riders. Right. And there are different types of motorcycle riders. Ah. Young men... There's always this testosterone fueled motorcycle riding. It's okay. just another thrill. Uh huh. Uh, young women don't necessarily have that same desire to right. ride a motorcycle. Right. Some women do have a desire to ride on the back of a motorcycle, yes. which I I always didn't understand but there's that out there that's being close to their man they like to be close to their man maybe, maybe get I, to hold on may, maybe Who I, knows? I don't know I don't have that that experience but then what I also noticed is so I rode motorcycle in my 20s pretty much off a bike in my 30s but a little bit in my 30s and then back in my 40s and in my 20s you're always doing this kind of dating dance thing where 
women are interested and scared and interested in riding on your bike and maybe because of that dating closeness thing sure. they'll want to ride yeah. but by the time women get into their 30s and 40s they yeah. know someone who died on a motorcycle <laughs> yes they <laughs> yes. they have fallen on a motorcycle fallen off a motorcycle riding with some guy before they've had this history yeah. of negative stuff where they know someone in the medical industry that deals with motorcycle accidents constantly and yeah. so they look at uh, at it as death machines right of course that makes and sense and when when i was married the re i met i was dating my gonna be wife and then got in a motorcycle accident a huge oh. motorcycle accident and broke my leg and hip wow and then she helped rehab me and and then we ended up getting married and it was this respect of her. I'm not going to ever do that to her again. So even though I loved riding a motorcycle, and actually it's kind of meditative for me, I got off the motorcycle oh. for that very stereotypical reason. Of, sure. Hey, right. I have someone who cares about me, who Good. really doesn't care about riding motorcycles and doesn't want me to die. So, so you gave it I, up for I a while. I gave it up. And then when we separated... And I moved to Los Angeles. It's like, I'm getting a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> because other men will stop riding motorcycles because the testosterone wears off. Oh. Because they get in an accident and it's not worth it to them. Right. But then there's this other weird breed of, of man or person. Because I know the two women that I know ride and have ridden for years. Okay. Um, it's, it's a life choice. Right. Okay. Whereas other people look at it as a death choice. <laughs> yes, right. right? It's, it, for so. us, it's a way to live. For us, it's a way to okay. to to walk through the path of this this world. For other yeah. people, it's it's an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> right. So I That's I don't know. Good, I mean, it's yeah, this difference between men and women. But but I wouldn't dare say as a modern person. Yes. I wouldn't try and define what that difference is because that's when we start <laughs> that's when people start getting into arguments, right? Right. So I have faith in the world. Sure. <laughs> well good. Well with that, would you like to sign us out for Yes, this thank you everyone. And I just wanted to say this is my plaque for today. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with all of us. Everybody can do our part, and we are. I'm proud of us all. Keep going, everybody. Keep seeing the good in each other, and love yourself. If you don't love yourself, you won't love anybody else. If you love yourself, you'll take care of yourself. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See, world, what we can do? We never stop learning.